we should have put a spoiler at the beginning of this episode that is pretty much a downer <laughs> if you are depressed do not watch this episode if you've been having a rough week please don't listen to our episode it's it's about how humanity's not gonna make it <laughs> anyways all right here we go welcome back everybody to another episode of colony drop a gundam podcast my name is brian and my name is Isaac. This is your favorite Gundam podcast where we talk about everything from Gundam lore to anime series and OVAs, Gunpla, Gundam music, really anything and everything Gundam, including ideas and thoughts. We've talked a lot on this podcast about Sunrise's UC Next 100 project, and that is their attempt to fill up the next 100 years of the Universal Century, the Universal Century's second century, if you will. So today I was thinking, let's go further to answer the question, how would you end the Universal Century, Isaac? Oh, man, what a huge question. UC is the biggest Gundam timeline. It's the franchise's flagship. How could it possibly end? Yeah. If you think about it, we know where things end up. And spoiler alert, there's a Gundam series called Turn A. So we know that supposedly, and pretty clearly if you watch it, <laughs> takes place way in the distant future of the UC. Really shows, actually, that a lot of Gundam universes and series were all part of the same timeline, just stretched out, really. It's mind-blowing, Isaac. Yeah. I can't imagine the fans in Japan watching Turn A on the episode where they talk about dark history. Th- their minds always explode, right? <laughs> Especially, can you imagine being in high school? You've watched all this Gundam and stuff, right? And then, like, this new series comes out. You watch that episode near the end of the series. Y- you probably were sitting with your friends, like, you know, yelling at the TV, like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, calling each other on the phone. You know, Kanichiwa. And, you know, I can't believe what's happening, Brian son. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, Isaac, but it immediately pulls all the generations together, right? Because the high school kids in that example who were watching Turney Gundam uh, in the year 2000, I think when that Dark History episode would have aired, they would not have watched the original Mobile Suit Gundam uh, while it aired. Their parents would have. And so all of a right. sudden, the parents and the children are playing in the same sandbox, yeah <laughs> so you're saying they're watching it they're watching turn a at home that episode comes on and then like their parents like in the kitchen or something like drop plates on the floor <laughs> and like run over to the tv and they're like oh my god <laughs> how can this be <laughs> it's bringing families together isaac in shock and possibly horror <laughs> yes so that leads me into my preface for this episode that end might be a bad term so let's further define what we mean by end. So I'm sure a lot of listeners are thinking exactly what you just said. Hey, the Universal Century already has an end, and they're right, sort of. Everyone who says that, I bet they would all not agree on what that ending is. So let's briefly discuss uh, the various endings or like last stories in a timeline. Mm -hmm. And before I go into this, I would recommend everyone go read Fall Dogs, guide to the Gundam timeline. There's a website, <laughs> uh, I think it's otakurevolution.com or something like that, and he has a, a good article on there and a nice timeline. It's, I'm not aware of a better one that's in text form that you can read that does not require you to watch like a half-hour video. Yeah, or like no Japanese. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I'm not going to go completely into his article because you can just go read the article, but uh, everyone should go read it. 
but my point is there's, there's I, I'll, I'm going to call out four sort of endings that I see and then talk about what, how does that impact the question of today's episode. So there are two endings, well, not really endings, but last stories within the UC. The first is G-Savior Isaac, our favorite Canadian live-action direct-to-DVD film. <laughs> oh my god. I I had blocked it from my mind, Brian, and in all honesty, I did not have that thought enter my head in preparation for this episode of our podcast. <laughs> Please continue. Uh, and that takes place <laughs> in the Universal Century uh, year uh, 0223. Oh no. I just have to remind you every three months or so about G-Saver, just to, just to get under yeah. your skin a little bit, Isaac. I mean, my brain's doing its best to protect me from G Savior, but you know, you keep you keep breaking down that wall with your <laughs> sledgehammer. <laughs> so the issue with G Savior, as we've discussed in the past, is its presence in the canon, whether it's canon or not canon, is questionable for a variety of reasons. As we've stated on previous episodes, my take is it's probably not canon anymore simply because they're not selling it anymore. And if they're not selling it, that sends a bad message. You can pretty much go buy a Blu-ray of basically everything else, but you can't get this one. You know why? Because they probably don't want you to buy it anymore. They probably don't want people to watch it anymore. So in my mind, even if they're avoiding saying it's not canon, it's probably not canon. The second Universal Century ending or last story is Gaia Gear. So this was a story written by Tamino from uh, 1988 to 1992 that was later compiled into five novels. And it involves a memory clone of our pal Shar Aznable. And this takes place in Universal Century 0203. And that one is outright stated as not being canon by Sunrise. But it is a story in the 3rd century of the UC that, you know, does kind of exist. If you go before those, the last previous animated work would be Victory Gundam. And manga-wise, you'd be left with all the Crossbone Gundams. Because now, I believe the latest one that's actually come out, and I think the one after that, that it was just announced, those actually are past the Victory Gundam uh, years. So Crossbone Gundam is spanning quite the range of years now, Isaac. That's pretty weird. Like, what were they doing during Victory? Like, laying low? Are they explaining in that manga what they were doing when the, the Zanskar Empire was fighting the Earth Federation and the League Militaire? I don't know. I hope so. Huh. The first Crossbone Gundam has been translated. I think the second one was as well. My, my understanding is that the Crossbone Gundams are getting a little out of hand, potentially. And uh, for those that don't know, there's one main source for Gundam uh, manga translations. You know, that man's doing the Lord's work, as we've discussed before. Uh, <laughs> and I don't, I'm not sure that he's too fond of Crossbone Gundam at this point. I don't know that, that he would be willing to spend time on that and, and rather than maybe something else that he would prefer. I trust his judgment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who am I to argue with him, right? So then we go into other universes, right? So endings that are told in other universes. So one being Turn A, which you mentioned, through the dark history, we know that Turn A takes place after all Gundam series and unites the UC and basically all other alternate universes in a single timeline, or at least that is the thematic intent, whether you believe that in a literal sense, Right, that, that was the intent of the show. Now, again, Turn A Gundam was made in 2000, so obviously not all of the animated works were made back then, but based on what Fall Dog said and things I've read other places, they've retroactively indicated that the series that were made after Turn A do fall into the dark history as well, through like model kit manuals and books that have been published, that kind of thing. And I believe that in this, through different clues in the show, we can tell that the Turn A series, the correct century, which is the timeline there, occurs roughly 3,000 years after the Universal Century. 
The fourth one that I want to call out is Reconquista in G. So this is the latest series that Gundam's original creator, Yoshiyuki Tamino, worked on. It was a TV series, I think it had 25 episodes, Isaac. Um, neither of us have actually watched it, I don't think. No, I really want to, though. From what I've gathered, not the greatest reviews, but it's small enough to consume quick. And, you know, visually, it looks pretty sharp. So I'm guessing they really botched their own story. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, it is being repackaged right now as a series of films. So I, I might wait for those. Uh, it's been a little delayed, though, I think. Oh, of course. I think one has come out. I think they're planning five or something like that. Okay. But apparently it fixes a lot of the pacing or something like that. I don't know. Ah, they probably edited out like a lot of stuff with those filler or didn't make sense or something. Yeah. Okay. So the interesting thing here, Isaac, is that Tamino said that this series happens 500 years after Turn A. That is crazy. But Sunrise, <laughs> their official stance is that everything takes place before Turn A, including Reconquista. But in the interview where Tamino said, hey, it takes place 500 years after, the Sunrise uh, producer guy was like, oh, you know what? fans you're free to think what you think and maybe there'll be a day when uh what mr tomino is saying comes true so i'm not sure that it matters yeah that story must be so standalone that you can the events are so separated from turn a it doesn't matter if it was before or after (laughs) it's not like you're gonna watch reconquista and be like oh yeah that looks exactly like something i saw in turn a right no too much time either before or after and so the key thing to note here is that none of these shows that I just mentioned, G-Savior, Guy Gear, Turn A, Reconquista, they don't actually show the ending to the Universal Century. And by that I mean the last notable events in the Universal Century timeline before the Universal Century transitioned to something else, whether it was another alternate universe on, its, on the way through the journey of the dark history. That's the point, is that while we have these later stories and we know maybe the inevitable ending to the Universal Century in Turn A, or Reconquista, depending on what you think. They've never actually shown us how the Universal Century itself would end. So if, if Turning takes place 3,000 years after, that means we've got 3,000 years to fulfill, Isaac. Yeah, so much could happen. And if you subscribe to the Dark History Theory, then you need to place all the alternate universes in those 3,000 years. So Gundam X, G Gundam, Gundam Wing, Gundam Seed, Double O, Age, all your favorites. And those could take place over thousand two thousand years that's a long time to fill at some point the uc would end in those three thousand years before the first alternate universe began maybe you put all the other alternate universes in two thousand years and that gives maybe the uc another thousand years to exist so with that how would you fill it up isaac you got a thousand years to play with maybe you know or some some number of years that narratively it's as many years as you want because a thousand is a long time yeah, it's it's an enormous amount of time, and a series, I think, would stretch itself thin and fail trying to cover that whole breadth of time. Oh, yes, that's a good point. I don't necessarily mean that you have to end it with one more series. This doesn't mean, oh, the last Crossbone Gundam ended, I need one more series to wrap it up. You know, you could take however many series you need to get to whatever you think, however you think it should end. Yeah, and on that note... I pretty much came out with two sort of theories or concepts, Brian. As far as the end of the actual UC, for our fans familiar with our world, <laughs> <laughs> we're currently under the AD system, 
well, now it's usually called a, a CE for Common Era, and what used to be BC is now BCE before the Common Era, or AD or BC, whichever you prefer. So, in Gundam, they switched from AD, and they actually show this in Unicorn for a little bit. They switched from AD to UC pretty much as soon as the colonization program started, right? Correct. So, my logic was an end to the UC would have to mean a calendar switch. And what could cause a calendar switch? Well, a lot of things have happened in humanity's history. We haven't really done much as far as changing the name, except recently, really. And uh, that was more just to, you know, people's feelings and general, you know, politeness, really, because not everybody believed in Jesus or wanted to use, you know, Latin, a Latin Catholic phrase for our time, our calendars. So I was thinking to myself, Brian, what could have happened that was so monumental on the scale of, like, colonization the humanity would would have to change our calendar and my theory is we've had this this little teasing ongoing battle for so long between mafti and neo zeon and all these colonial rebellions like crossbone vanguard and zanscare about letting earth be pure letting earth be alone getting everybody off earth and it finally happens in a Gundam series that ends the UC. So I'm not sure who the factions are. It's probably going to be some colonial faction, of course, that actually wins and gets everybody off Earth. But this would be what causes a change in the calendar system. They give up UC. Maybe they do, uh, I don't know, PE, post-Earth or something. Mm-hmm. Humanity books it from Earth. And maybe they even go to Mars because we've seen that Mars... It, it works as a setting. Right. If you remember Iron-Blooded Orphans, almost half the show was on Mars. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they spent very little time on Earth. When they finally got to Earth, it was like the last third of the show. <laughs> so, yes, I think you can definitely do a Gundam series almost wholly on Mars with a sort of humanity on an exodus. That's how I would end UC as far as, you know, a final stop date or an event that made us kind of leave Earth behind. And that would prompt everybody to change their calendar system. But kind of moving beyond that to my second concept, what would sort of explain turn A as being, you know, canon, which it really is if you think about it. I mean, it's an official series, right? It was, yep. It's Tamino. Hey, it's canon. What would really solidify it is something that explains why humanity keeps collapsing, rising back up, going into space, building Gundams having wars collapsing you know over and over again mm. you'd you'd almost need like i don't know some type of fermi paradox gundam that <laughs> that explains why humanity kind of keeps you know standing up then getting pushed down and standing up and getting pushed down over and over again and each time humanity always builds these gundams but it doesn't work out and that would explain how dark history really got compiled together Woo. okay <laughs> Those are my thoughts, Brian. <laughs> that was a lot. Sorry for the sorry for the wall of text in, in on audio format. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Too long. Didn't listen. <laughs> I like the PE idea because that's that's a clear stopping point and a good reason to change a, a calendar. Yeah, that that would change so much, right? As soon as Earth is in the rearview mirror, religion, language, how people are organized, it, it would. It would be the biggest Gundam change, I think, aside from, you know, introducing aliens. 
be a lot less cringe inducing than introducing aliens as well yeah and it also it would not to completely say giving up earth is a good idea or anything like that i'm sure that can be explored in the series but at this point it's a numbers game right be, a, a sooner or later a colony is going to win they're a side is going to oh, win they're going to yeah. these organizations i mean they've been at it for so long the federation kind of falls apart a little bit more each time right sooner or later someone's gonna get their wish and you're not gonna be able to be on earth anymore either it'll be hit by something big enough or something will happen where people will finally evacuate maybe that's the answer to how all of the timelines end before the correct century right because we're talking about purely the universal century but really i guess you would have to ask this question about all the timelines right i mean if if they all happen in these three thousand years or or and I don't know if it's literally 3,000 years. I'm pretty sure, you know, people were just searching for a big number, right? And they said, oh, 3,000. That, that's good. Yeah. I think that just represents a, a significant amount of time. Yeah, it could be inaccurate, right? You don't know. <laughs> Maybe that's the inevitability in every timeline that people have to leave Earth. Yeah, or or, or something. Uh, the, the thing with dark history in turn A is it raises a question. What apocalypse keeps happening that forces humanity to restart make a new calendar, depending on the series, make wholly different colonies and have almost no knowledge of what happened before because they never reference other Gundam series, right? right. It would be impossible also because, you know, uh, fourth wall breaking, right. turn A happened after almost all these series. Yeah. But lore-wise, uh, continuity-wise, something keeps happening to humanity where I presume... We almost get wiped out. We start from scratch, and that's why nobody remembers that there were wars and Gundams and colonies. Maybe it doesn't even have to be the same thing every time. It just has to cause the same inevitability, and maybe that inevitability is leaving Earth, whether that means because you killed everyone on Earth, because you made everyone leave, or because you made it uninhabitable, or because maybe you didn't necessarily kill them, but people died because they ran out of supplies. It would all end up with people not using Earth for a long time, allowing it to reset, people come back, restart their timeline. Presumably, if everyone's dying, there's not a whole lot of scientists left that know how to make mobile suits right away. Maybe it takes a little while again each time. Yeah, records get lost and all that. I mean, it's it's such a wide-open, kind of scary question in a way. Like, is it the Gundams that, that keep causing this? That might be an interesting thing to explore, right? Yeah. Maybe... The Gundams are very much humanity personified, right? They're these marvels of engineering and technology and human ingenuity, even art. But at the same time, they're they're only fighting for survival, which is very destructive in itself, right? They're they're willing to destroy, and they just get so much stronger as things go on. Like after war, Gundam uh, Gundam X is you can single handedly take out colonies. It's not out of the realm of possibility that eventually. As this arms race goes on, uh, the humanity keeps starting over and over again. You get to Gundams that are able to, well, we see this in turn A, Gundams that are pretty much able to to set the clock back to zero. Yeah, and, and being humanity personified, you keep advancing, but people are not just using them for good, right? They're using them for whatever they feel is good, whether it's objectively good or objectively bad. Not to get too philosophical, Brian, and and run off on a tangent. Is there such thing as a good Gundam? And by that I mean every Gundam is a machine of war and death and destruction. We don't have 
terraforming Gundam, right? <laughs> I mean, F- farmer Gundam. Yeah, we don't have we don't <laughs> we don't have bountiful plenty Gundam that like <laughs> its power is it multiplies food. <laughs> that doesn't exist that was never engineered yeah he just comes out like throwing cornucopias of food to hungry hungry peasants in the colonies yeah instead like each faction it's just it's an arms race that's all it always is you know we need more beams we need beam shields no we need faster engines whatever better armor all that (sighs) it's just i I don't know brian (laughs) Let me burn my tangent while I'm on the road, and let's jump back to your, to actual the, well, answering the question. Right? How how would you end the UC, Brian? What were your concepts? Well, I was going to ask one thing about the the second the second idea. So in the in the in Gundam Fermi Paradox or Fermi Gundam, is there a shadow faction uh, manipulating humanity to always bring the mobile suits back? Like, is is this like a Logos or a kind of shadow organization in the background, like a Jupiter Empire? I would almost go in in a similar but mirror direction where it's not so much an organization that is running things behind the scenes, but it's more um, almost a group of, of scientist observers that they conclude each time humanity will destroy itself and reset the clock. And it always involves the Gundams and there's nothing we can do. It's almost encoded in our DNA that we keep going through these these wars and these buildups, and then we destroy ourselves back to the Stone Age. We start all over again with a new calendar that we invent out of thin air, and we keep going till we get to Gundams, and then the Gundams just do it all over again, knock us back to the Stone Age. And they, they, it's not even the same organization each time. Mm. They just maybe maybe they're able to barely grasp it and say, you know what, there have been organizations before us that realize this, but they've also realized there's nothing they can do. This is how humanity is. That's kind of a cool concept, right? Because that, that's very similar to the idea of what level of a civilization are you? Like, what stage are you? Yeah. The peak of, of civilization would be when you're able to build a Dyson sphere around your star, you know, collect all the energy and, and kind of move on. Maybe that's just the inevitability. Maybe humanity, by its nature, just cannot get out of its own way and advance that far. Yeah, and maybe they'll even kind of lampshade it and say, look, before humanity was even in space, we were fighting over, you know, lines in the dirt and all that. Now that we're in space with way more powerful weapons, of course we're going to destroy each other. Yeah. And I called it Fermi Paradox uh, Gundam for a reason. Uh, for listeners that aren't familiar, Fermi Paradox is the, the postulated question of, well, space is so huge. There's so many planets and, you know, all kinds of, uh, you know, different elements all scattered around somewhat randomly and all that. Why are we alone? Where, where are all these alien species in infinite space? Shouldn't we be rubbing elbows with everybody because how vast the universe is? Why is it so quiet? Maybe this little organization of uh, researchers that kind of stumbles upon the fact that there have been previous human civilizations, they discover or make the theory that, well... If we're destroying ourselves over and over again, this must be happening on, you know, countless planets across the universe and beyond. So whatever they're building, their Gundams or whatever, they have the same problem. This is just how life is. It continues, but it keeps destroying itself. I love that. I think that's a good hard sci-fi turn for Gundam. A, a kind of an element of horror to it, though. In oh yeah, Mor- morbid. Yeah, like like oh my god, you know what we built up right now is going to get wiped out, and then we'll be back to Stone Age. But somebody else is going to build all this technology again, and we'll just 
keep repeating and repeating. Right. Yeah, very fatalistic, I suppose. These wars are clearly so destructive to the point where there's no record. Like, Age has no idea that there was a previous Gundam series. The original series has no idea that there was maybe something before them. So it's... It must be destruction on a scale close to turn A. Or at least knowledge-wise. Yeah. Yeah. But seeing as how turn A is kind of an end cap, right? And if you if you watch turn A, there's, a, I think, a scene in the Dark History where they show that the colonies actually fled Earth, or fled the Earth sphere. So maybe you could insert a little bit of hope that, like, well, things do kind of change at least a little bit each time. So there's a chance that some of the colonies managed to book it and you know find peace somewhere among the stars yeah so humanity might not necessarily keep repeating its mistakes but yes brian that was that was kind of my downer (laughs) theory on how the uc should end how it ties to turn a dark history and really kind of the the buzzkill of the fermi paradox (laughs) (laughs) like oh man we're alone forever (laughs) gundam fermi paradox aka forever alone yeah, Gundam Depression. <laughs> <laughs> well, my idea is not going to be any uh, happier, I'll tell oh, you that. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm calling mine the Entropy Ending or Gundam Heat Death. And, oh, my God. <laughs> um, so this is this is based on the idea that, as we just discussed, particularly in the Universal Century, we've time and time again shown that humans just don't learn our lesson, and we will continue to start wars over something, whether it's lines in space, lines in the dirt, as long as we can draw a line on it, we're going to fight over it. Whether swords or beam savers, humans will fight over it. With that theme in mind, I'm basically saying that we're going to war ourselves to death until war is no longer possible and everything just kind of fizzles out. And so the way I see this going is I don't think it would end in like one series. I think it would take a few hundred years. Like I would think the Universal Century is still fairly young. I, I think you probably need another 200 years, 300 years to end it. So, like, what we've seen so far in the Universal Century, you know, we've seen that humans have presence on Earth, obviously, uh, Luna, tiny bit of Mars, and then there's some Jupiter activity. So I'm just proposing that as time goes on, logically, technology would advance to the point where more thorough colonization of Mars would occur, as well as other celestial bodies. So then, maybe in the UC 200s, Mars is colonized. And that now makes it easier to spread out even further. It makes Jupiter not feel quite as remote. It makes it easier to spread into the asteroid belt. But, of course, if you colonize Mars, Isaac, that's going to trigger a war for Mars independence. Of course. Shocking. Got to have a good war every hundred years. Whenever there's, you know, one side controlling another area, that area is going to eventually want their independence. Yes. But I I do think that first war for Mars independence would probably not go well for Mars. I would think that life on Mars is probably still fragile. I'm sure they still depend on Earth for certain things. So in my UC 200s, I'm thinking the Earth Federation crushes them. But then in the UC 300s, now you're on Mars for a while. Now you start to spread out. The people on Mars start to spread into the asteroid belt. They get a lot more raw material, a lot more resources. And now they begin another war for Mars independence. And this time they reach a stalemate because the people on Mars control the asteroid belt. So they threaten to send asteroids at Earth from all directions. And Earth then threatens to cut them off of all supplies. Maybe the Earth Federation is forced to adopt Mars as an equal. Maybe they change their name to like the Sol Federation or something. The moment you colonize another planet, you're no longer just the Earth Federation, right? Why, Why should Earth rule rule mars 
knowing the Earth Federation, they're gonna keep that name as long as they can. <laughs> they spent so much money on the on the uniforms. They don't want to you know get them reembroidered. Yeah, those uniforms have stuck around for like a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd be curious on that. I mean, you're a history military buff. Like, do our uniforms today look at all like they did a hundred years ago? No, absolutely not. The U.S. and the young countries are kind of different, right? Because, like, we we know in Great Britain, in the United Kingdom, they're wearing some uniforms they've had, you know, back around, like, Napoleon's age, pretty much, mm-hmm. right? The red and, like, the hat and, you know, a lot of the, uh, the Coldstream Guard uniforms that protect the queen and all that, right? They're, yeah. they're very much historical reenactment at this point. But here in the U.S., you know, it, it pretty much needs, like, you need a meeting at the Pentagon in order to start changing uniforms. It's that quick. Interesting. So then I'm thinking, okay, if you spread out to the asteroid belt, that gives you a lot more space, a lot more resources. Maybe the colonies start to spread out to the asteroid belt. You sort of create a, a whole new area of colonies. If you do that, you know, overcrowding, the original problem in the universal century is largely solved. But then maybe Jupiter starts acting up. You know, before the Jupiter Empire has kind of been left alone. They've been running their little ships back and forth. But then I'm thinking uh, maybe a faction spreads out, splinters off, and they spread out to Titan. Maybe they want to colonize something a little bit easier than Mars or Jupiter. I mean, Jupiter, based on what I know of Crossbone Gundam, it's uh, not a good situation over there. It's hard, it's hard life. Titan has water on it. Humanity generally needs to go where the water is. Yeah, they're really spreading out. Yeah, so I'm thinking maybe the next step in the UC 3-400s would be to go to Titan. Uh, and But then at some point, Isaac, I don't think this fragile alliance between the Earth and the Mars and, and Jupiter, you know, I don't think it's going to last. So I think another war breaks out. And I think at that point, you have two, you have so many factions and so many competing priorities that they would lose sight of their interdependence on one another. You know, maybe Mars and Jupiter and, and the asteroid belt, they probably still rely on Earth for something. And I bet Earth relies on them for supplies. They certainly rely on the Jupiter people for Minovsky particles. If they destroy each other, there's nothing really left. There's no more supplies for war. Maybe Luna is left unscathed or relatively unscathed, which aligns, you know, with the moon race. Yeah, that's true. For the people that live on Titan, what do you call them? The Titanians? Because that's a great name. If it's not a name, I'm making it a name. I guess you call them the Titans. Um, I guess like Thanos, right? He was in the comics. He's from Titan. Titanians is cool. Yeah. I'm going in my story. They're going to be called the Titanians. <laughs> I like that more. That way we don't have like overlap when people are actually searching Gundam Titans. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, for <laughs> for branding reasons, I think we need the search terms to be very different. True, true. So I'm thinking these Titanians, they see that war happening, and they're like, mm, I'm good. And maybe they just leave the solar system. Some suspended animation, deep space travel. By, th- by that point, I got to think Minofsky physics is going pretty well, getting pretty advanced. You know, maybe they're getting pretty close to your uh, fast travel drive you were looking to develop in, in your Crown and Gundam series. Minovsky science can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the unobtainium of, of the Gundam world. It's it's the phlebotanum. <laughs> <laughs> it's there. It always reminds me of that. Um, did you ever see that movie, Thank You for Smoking, Isaac? No, I didn't. I heard it was good, though. It was good, yeah. I think you'd enjoy it. But there's a line in there where they're, get, they're getting him to do a, an ad about smoking on, like, a spacecraft. And he's like, well, if I light my cigarette, isn't the whole thing going to go up in flames because of, like, the oxygen? Right. 
and the ad executive is like, oh, well, we'll just throw in like good thing we invented the thing that, that makes that not happen. Oh, okay. It's, just, it's the same thing here, right? You know, Minofsky physics solves everything, like you said. So I'm thinking, yeah, the Titans take off. You know, you could pick it up later. Maybe they enter another solar system someday. Uh, but yeah, that, that'd be my ending. Basically, I would try to keep it in line with what we've seen before in the universal century in the sense that humanity does not learn from its past mistakes. We always start another fight. And people always die, so I think we just keep doing that. We go too hard for too long, and we run out of stuff. We run out of war supplies, at least for the time being, in a colossal failure of humanity's ability to to get along. Well, wait a minute, Brian. I think you started the race, but I'm not sure you got to the finish line. You said that um, the heat death of the universe, so are you saying that this group of Titanians that goes into cold sleep during these Gundam solar system wars... Are you saying they awaken in a Gundam series and they've been asleep so long that just the universe is so different? It's entering like heat death. All the stars are kind of dying out. There's only a few left and oh, planets are kind of faded away. I just meant heat death of the universal century, not of the universe. Just oh. just in the sense that at some point, if you keep having these wars, you will have expended all of your energy to a degree that you cannot gather anymore. Like, everyone will be spent at some point, right? Jupiter, yeah. you, you can't live on Jupiter. They, they clearly need supplies from someone. But if they get into a war with those people and, you, and they get cut off, they're dead. If Mars loses whatever it's depending on from Earth, they're dead. If Earth loses what it's depending on from Jupiter, look, if you don't give them any more Minofsky particles, because they, they can't make any more suits, they, Man. your whole physics thing falls apart. You kind of teased me with the horror Gundam series there where like this this huge fleet, you know, they reawaken because they were hiding out from these oh, Gundam yeah. wars that were destroying the solar system. <laughs> and as soon as they open their eyes, there are almost no stars left in space. That would be horrifying. That would be like the extra bad end to this series. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting setting, though. Pretty unique setting. I mean, who are they going to fight? How are they going to survive? You know. It's up, to, it's up to humanity to figure things out and try to make it through the, the impending heat death of the universe. So, yeah, I, I think they would just change the calendar at some point. Maybe uh, enough people die, and like you said, maybe maybe Earth is ruined. Maybe in that last war they send some, some asteroids their way and it doesn't go well, and maybe you're left with very few people on Earth for a long time, and they have to rebuild, and they end up creating some other calendar system. That's my wow, Isaac. We didn't we didn't really come up with any happy endings here. I mean, you can't have happy endings in a timeline where it's implied that humanity is really getting knocked back to the Stone Age in war. <laughs> there's right. There's no way to go around it. Yeah, that's fair. What would be a happy way to end the UC? Uh, humanity, kind of going off your idea, really. Humanity says, "Well, we're going to switch to you know solar era because now we're expanding beyond Earth." Sure, I guess that could work for a series, but th- that would be every previous series just repeated. Yeah, you just start over, right? Yeah. Y- yeah, we'd have our colonies based on Mars or whatever as the bad guys, and then they fight Earth, and you know, etc. Pl- it writes itself, and they're on, they're now in a new calendar system, and they they got rid of the UC. That's really the only way to go about it. That w- that would be the closest you can get to a happy transition out of UC. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, it's a downer. It's war. <laughs> it's apocalypse. That's why the calendar keeps changing, Brian, because humanity gets wiped out. So have a good week, everybody. You're, yeah. you're welcome for depressing <laughs> you. Yeah. By the way, you know, climate change is going horribly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're going to need those colonies pretty soon. 
Yeah, I mean, oh god, we'll probably be in them, right? Yeah, we don't have enough pull to stay on Earth. Did you see that? The, I think there was an article today. Some thousands of like clams and mussels roasted oh, alive yeah. in Canada. I think it was Canada. Yeah, it was under the heat dome, right? Yeah. In the Pacific Northwest. Not good. No, no, that's not good. <laughs> Unless you love like clam sushi and you live on I, that. Well, beach. you had to be there at like <laughs> you would you have to be there the moment they got cooked. <laughs> then you can feast. But from what it sounds like, nobody was there and then like just this odor of rotting seafood hit a lot of people. You remember last year when like San Francisco had like that fire near it and like mm-hmm. all the video came out of the red San Francisco? Yeah. It's pretty gross. That was <laughs> This is just depression. <laughs> just depressing ongoing gun. <laughs> Let's talk about the upcoming Third World War, Brian. Like, who's going to be who? Are we talking China, Russia, America? <laughs> How long do you give till the nukes fly? Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Back to Gundam. You see pretty much would have to end with, like, us actually seeing an announcement of a calendar change because of the political situation changing, right? Maybe new colonies or whatever. Or it would end because of calamity. A war... Correct that knocks it back to Stone Age level, and then maybe at the end kind of gets implied that, okay, this will lead into Gundam Wing because humanity will restart and, you know, piece things together. There's no colonies left, so they redesign colonies to, like, bicycles. (laughs) 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 And then they slowly build up their technology in order to get to to Gundam Wing after (laughs) Colony Era. Oh, (laughs) yeah, so to close it out, Isaac, I was thinking, if you had to order all of the timelines before oh my turn God. A, how would you order them in a way that makes sense to you? As sort of a homage to the series creators and sort of a fourth wall wink, I guess, I would have it ordered in the way they were released. Oh, okay. So chrono- chronological order. I would I would pay respect that way and say, okay, this is how it happened. And you know at a certain point there's going to be an, an apocalypse of somehow between each one of these how about you did you have like a method did you actually have like a, a method or a, a, a some way you you gathered information or look for clues and, and sort of piece together okay this is how it would you know mostly work well i was thinking uc has to go in the beginning just because it's the original of course and yeah. then i thought gundam x is closest to the uc so i'd probably put that next just like technology wise it's very similar yeah absolutely maybe after gundam x maybe i'd do seed Cause that feels like the next closest. <laughs> I mean, if you remember, Double O is in a way a prequel to UC because they're in AD. Yeah, you do have to get around that. Maybe they went back to AD at some point. Yeah, Double O was so weird. They kind of end, I think, season one with the creation of the Earth Federation, right? Something like that. I, it's been a while, but that sounds right. Uh, Iron Blooded Orphans was so much better. Yeah, All right, continue. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then I think I would do Iron-Blooded Orphans because I feel like the technology is still somewhat grounded. And then maybe Wing and then Double O just because I think Double O is kind of like Wing version 2. I, I wasn't sure where to place Age. It's kind of difficult because of how much it involves Mars. Like that might be later on in the timeline theoretically because humanity's gotten way better at putting itself together and reaching another planet. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. Then again, when they reach Mars, it clearly didn't work out. <laughs> that's the reason they're fighting. <laughs> true, true. I mean, at least they made it. But, you know, it's 
they're doing a heck of a lot better job than the Marzion. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you insult the Olympus Mons cannon <laughs> that they built and really didn't have the proper engineering for? That's why when they fired it once, it like destroyed the base. <laughs> hey, they saved up that shot for forty years, and they they made it, and it got blocked by like one capital ship. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, maybe I just put age at the end. I don't know. Am I missing any? Oh, G. G is the most like ridiculous. So I th- I'm not sure where to put that one. G is like closer to proof that there was an apocalypse, <laughs> right? Because at a certain point, like you know, random numbers would would generate a universe like that, right? Humanity came, put themselves together, and like you know, we we have kind of a memory that wars are pretty bad. <laughs> so why don't we just yeah. fight it out? But then again, their technology is really advanced because we never see anything almost as powerful as the Devil Gundam. In that sense, maybe G should be pretty close to turn A then. Yeah, maybe. I mean, is a nanovirus like the Devil Gundam that far from like the Moonlight Butterfly? I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> they didn't seem yeah. too technologically far apart, but um, but yeah, who knows? So there you have it, listeners. Any other closing thoughts, Isaac? <laughs> Ending the UC is... You're pretty much ending a universe. So, of course, we kind of got like a depressing episode <laughs> and, all, and, and, and all the implications of dark history being one timeline because that has to be depressing. Right. Yeah. And, oh, God. The Fermi paradox kind of gets proven by Gundam, too, because in all these series, except for one, which is horrible, there's no aliens. So things probably mm. aren't going great in the rest of the universe. Yeah. It's like a reverse proof of the Fermi paradox. Pretty much. Like, well, why are we alone? Well, are we doing great here? Not really. Okay, there you go. Other life must not be doing great either. <laughs> they're destroying their own planet, whether through war or pollution, and they're probably not going to you know, be able to hop around planets at will. <laughs> what a downer. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> so Chibi Gundam. What would Chibi Gundam be like? <laughs> yeah, everyone needs to go watch, like, uh, what was his name? Captain Haro and, and the Superior Defender Gundam Force. Yeah, yeah. Should we have like a depressing question for our, our <laughs> listeners to comment below? Like, how would you end the UC the UC timeline? Yeah, absolutely. But you don't have to answer that question. You can answer the happy question, which is, <laughs> like, based on like your ethnicity or your parents or grandparents or whatever your last name or whatever ancestry you have. What would your what would that <laughs> ethnicity's Gundam be <laughs> for Gundam Battle Feast? Right? <laughs> Burrito Gundam. <laughs> If you're Mexican, <laughs> what kind of sauce would you put on your burrito Gundam? Mo- mochi Gundam for gu- for Japan. <laughs> Listeners, what's your favorite apocalypse? <laughs> How would you mass destroy humanity at the end of a Gundam series that ends with the death of almost everybody? <laughs> oh, so sad. All right, listeners. Let us know how you would end the UC. Let us know what you would <laughs> contribute to Battle Feast. Uh, and you know, watch something happy this this week. Maybe uh, maybe lay off the Gundam. <laughs> All right, take us out, Isaac. All right, everybody. Before you go to sleep, stand next to your bed. Get on your knees. Put your hands together. Look up at the ceiling and hail Zeon. Good night, everybody. Mm-hmm.